What's the big idea? <laughs> left I think, wide I think angle the, show the, would be much, the show would be much better if we had a script. Yes. <laughs> then it would give it some format. Who's going to write our script, <laughs> yeah. though? Well, clearly it would be me. Yeah. Oh. Clearly. Right? Yeah. I think we all agree. Leave a comment in the comment section if you want to be our writer. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode. Uh, okay, welcome to Volleyballgy. This is uh, episode number seven already, so we're way past our limit. We thought we were going to give up by episode five because we're... I think we're all. It's all safe to say that. Uh, well, two two out of three of us are uh, are quitters. This is the bonus content. Mm. Everything is bonus content now. I don't think Eric. I don't think Eric heard what I said. I did. Um, you so two out of three of us are quitters. Is that what I you just said? said was that, oh, I mean, I think two out of every three people is what I meant to say. And what were your Wait, is that a stat? Is that a stat? It's a stat. I think I it's like a, something like that. You I know. thought stats aren't important. No, no, but just two out of every three people. Oh. It doesn't mean anything. I'm not drawing any conclusions. I'm not mm. saying I'm not even saying which which um Right. You know, I'm not yeah, even saying it could be it could be me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it could be me. Mm. <laughs> I think I think even me thinks that's funny. <laughs> anyway. Uh welcome to Volleyball Jesus episode seven. My name is Zuby. My name is Eric. And I'm Meech. Ayo. <laughs> nice. Now you guys are changing it just to <laughs> Yeah, <talk to> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I told you guys the greetings have to be the same. <laughs> Every that week. That, that voice? I don't like change. That it'll voice is based on that voice is based on someone <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I won't say who. But let's just mm. say they're probably listening right now. I know everybody you know pretty much. So you don't know whose voice this is? <laughs> <laughs> you do, you do. I, th- I think I, I'm, I get away from <laughs> that person. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's too much. That's too much of a clue. Okay. Um, Great. So today's episode is a very important one, as usual, okay. uh, because today's episode is called The Plight of the Short Player. Now, hmm. before we should fully disclose here that I am uh, three foot four. Okay. And, uh, no, <laughs> three foot four. You'd be like standing on a... Yes, we shouldn't. Actually, that's not... I don't think that's very funny. I'm a little surprised at you guys. Um, no, I'm... Uh, so I was a short, shorter player in my day. And I'm shrinking because, uh, as you guys know, my goal is to become as fat as humanly possible. <laughs> um, so I, the goal is to be... Uh, in a muumu and in a scooter. So you'd be bigger every episode, is that what you're saying? That's the yeah. If you like if you flip through the episodes like one of those old fashioned books, I'll just be getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I used to do a little break dancing. Bigger and bigger bigger. But anyway. So I was a shorter outside hitter. Um now I'm much taller. Uh Meech, you were <laughs> wait, what? So <laughs> you <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I just decided to stop. I being was tall. I'm getting shorter. Yeah. You're getting it's all state of mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, meet you. Were, were you? You weren't small. You weren't. Consi- would you why consider yourself? This, a why is this past tense? Uh, I mean, well, in our heyday, in our prime, when we were lighting it up, mm-hmm. back when everything was black and white, and the you guys were different heights. The then. balls were. Well, we could jump. Well, mm-hmm. I can still jump. <laughs> I got new shoes. But uh, so you could jump higher. Would you consider yourself a short player? 
it's it's smack right in the middle but i I would say i would say like i'm six feet um i don't know Back I, then, no, there's time players were shorter. Yeah, players back were shorter then. Back then, they really were. Like back then. Yeah, yeah, back then, two out of three people were short. So. Yes, two out of three people were short. Yeah. Yep. Back then. Back then. <laughs> uh, and Eric, full disclosure, what's your uh, actual height? 193 centimeters. Okay, say it in feet. <laughs> Jeez. Six four. Six four. So Eric's six four. I'm five ten. I think I used to be five eleven before all the before the fat quest. Uh, no, I was always five ten. But in the program, I was six eight. Oh, the um, in the the volleyball in the program, program. Like yeah. that shows all the players in the program. <laughs> no. I was six eight. All right. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta ask how you did that. Well, how you get in that program to be that tall? Swap, well, people swapped his spike touch with his. Y- oh, <laughs> that's not it. That's not impressive. <laughs> um, no, uh, people didn't believe it until they saw me play. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yep. And. Uh, so you're six four, six, five ten. I think I could say five eleven. Like if Nishida can say six foot one, <laughs> Nishida's a great outside hitter for Japan. If you haven't watched him, parents, coaches, players, go look up Nishida for Japan. Uh, you'll be very impressed. And he can do whatever he wants, though, whether it be, you know, uh, hitting, uh, setting. You know, it's he's a great player just overall. Yeah, he's a, but he's a dynamite hitter. Entire Japanese team are very well rounded. Yeah, yeah. In terms of and that's sort of where we're going here with this show. Is our North American, in particular, volleyball and European? Are, are th- is there a bias? I mean, we know there's a bias towards short players today, but is it a good bias? Is it is it uh, justified? Is it smart? Is it wise? What are we messing up on? Uh, good or bad? I mean, what are some? I mean, take the lead. Whichever one you guys want to go first. Well, what's the reason for behind the bias, right? Yeah. Like so is it justified? Right. It's it, it, it whatever started began this trend. It was I'm sure it was done under good intentions or. You think so? Well, it, it's like a, it, no, but it sounds it sounds bad just the way I said it right there. Like yeah. done under good intentions to pick only tall people and then say no, sorry, you're not tall enough. I but think you're projecting your kindness no. onto people. <laughs> right, it was d- no, because you would have right. Good I'm trying to see why. Right, yeah. I see what you're saying. See, for people, for for the person listening at home, uh, Eric is a very kind person, <laughs> and uh, we I think we talked about this earlier. So whenever things happen in the world that are unfair, <laughs> try to or uh, not quite right, um, you know, I have to tell Eric, you yeah. know, with my evil heart, uh, <laughs> you know, how evil people think, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. So he, I'm the yin to his yang. <laughs> so did you see his face on that <laughs> one? <laughs> that's, so why? that's called being hit by a truth bomb. <laughs> why? Why is this uh, now? A, now a thing? A would trend? Would you like a hug? No, <laughs> just a little hug. No, that's a bike match. Anyway, why is what a trend? The short, the tall. Uh, yeah. Well, I I have a theory as it to why. Seems like it seems like it's well. That seems like I'm sure over the last, if you look at it, over the last three decades of volleyball, I wouldn't say three decades. Two, I'd definitely say the last, yeah, definitely 20 years. Last. 20 years. And when did the rules majorly change? 98. So right. yeah, um, the the libero rule libero rule came in 99. 
Yeah. And the side out, yeah, side out was gone, yeah. and they brought in Rally Point. It happened as it happened as a result of the 1999 World Championships that took five over five hours, and uh, the FIVB realized that they could never get on US TV without some sort of way to shorten up the game. So they got rid of Rally Point. Mm-hmm. Oh sorry, they got rid of side out volleyball, <coughs> and they brought in Rally Point. They brought in the libero at the same time, mm-hmm. um, or libero. Mm-hmm. I say libero. Um, it's and still not on TV, <laughs> and it's still not on TV. Yeah, volleyball has this history of trying to adapt to get on TV, adapt to get on TV, and I think finally the cool thing about streaming is you can just now, like in theory, we could go back to <laughs> site yeah. volleyball again. Yeah. Um, not that we want to be that open that debate, but but that's when the libero rule came in, and I think that's when the uh, the pigeonholing of short player as libero. So all those left, so I was a left side. Uh, yeah. If I was coming up today, they would instantly make me a libero. And I think the the, s- the shitty part of it is that it doesn't matter how well you hit. Mm-hmm. You could be the best hitter on the team. I've seen best hitters on teams. They're just made liberos because they're short. And the theory behind it is that they, I mean, a couple different things. The coach often says that uh, you can't, you know, the whole line is you can't teach tall. <laughs> and I'm I like, well, that. yeah, that's such a horrible line because it just means that you aren't good enough to maybe, you know, teach skills to players, right? So you're just going to take a shortcut and I'll just get these tall players to block. Like I was, you know, had a, a friend of mine is a assistant director of a volleyball club and he and I played against each other and we were both the shortest players on the court, but we were also the best hitters on the court. We had a pretty big rivalry back when we played varsity. And he came up to me recently and he said, uh, hey, imagine taking uh, that player, that player, that player. And he just pointed to the, not highest skilled players, but the tallest players. And I said, so so wow. you wouldn't even make your own team. Yeah. And he goes, no, I mean, just like, you know, and I was like, no, no, but you and I played against each other. We were the shortest guys. We were the best hitters on the court, and we had, like, a lot of good battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this guy, too, right, captain of your, your varsity team? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, and so I said, like, you would just not pick yourself on your own team. And he goes, oh, well, you know, and he's sort of drinking the Kool-Aid, forgetting that he was such yeah. a dominant short player. And what made him dominant was because he was agile, he was fast, and yeah. he could fly, right? And explosiveness. That's what, that's what's really missing, right? Well, we should we see guys like Nishida, yeah, in Japan. He's explosive, right? And you can't. Yeah. It's hard for tall. Not and we're not saying by the any means. And by the way, we're doing a show, follow-up show on the plight of the tall player, because we don't want people to think that you know we know the t- tall players yeah. are getting screwed in a whole different way. Yeah, and we'll talk in, in depth about that. But this, uh, what's missing, I think, in the coach's understanding of short players is that if you have a short, explosive player who can hit the ball, who can jump, who can get over the net, who can block, if they're the best player, shouldn't they be on your team? Is it that yeah. simple, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and wouldn't you say that coaches that would go with that theory of can't teach tall, maybe that's a little bit of insecurity that, oh, well, I, I, I don't want to teach. <laughs> yeah, or I can't teach. Yes. That, yeah. the, I, I all, whenever I hear I can't, we can't teach tall, I think it's a cop-out of someone who can't teach defense, so can't teach blocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a cop-out. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. easier. right? Mm-hmm. And it's also a way I think that they can't, like, you know, if p- coaches are obviously, Eric, you mentioned this in the first episode, the coach who's overly concerned with parents. I think a lot of coaches feel like they can't go wrong by taking tall. Like nobody can question them. You know what I mean? Nobody can criticize their choice. But then it uh, relies on that sim coach to, if they lose, 
and it's because of defense, uh, where do they go from there? Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think we're seeing that at the international levels. And that, that, and that also gets into, like, like, we'll do it next episode, the stigma attached to tall players. Because mm-hmm. they can't pass. Well, no. <laughs> they well, that is a stigma of tall yeah, players. Right. Not, uh, not an accurate one. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That they can't pass or they can't play defense as well. Like, mm-hmm. there's such a – it's it's there can be an advantage to having – you know, tall players and shorter players. The thing about being smaller in size is that you have to tr- you have to because you're forced to try harder mm-hmm. to to stay at that um, you know vertical plane. Yeah, their their effort is like their effort level is like 100 percent, 110 percent all the time in practice. Right? Did you say effort level? Yeah, I did. Sorry, <laughs> level, level, effort level. Uh, Right, and it's it pronounced level. Yes, with a v. shut up. <laughs> and then, <laughs> hey, that's not going to be a trend, Mister. <laughs> I let you. I let you guys get away with that last episode. But I'm just nervous behind the mic, man. No, you're not. It's okay. Because <laughs> um, when the there's going to be like being a, a a taller player on that team, they're seeing how hard this person has to try, and then they're going to see their success or their failure. But now they like it's just going to be osmotic now. They feel like they have to try just as hard. What was that word? Osmotic. Osmotic, like osmosis. Yeah, but is, is that, that maybe it is? It might I think be. it's a word. Osmotic. Hmm. I think it's a word. I haven't heard that one. No, like osmosis. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's a word. Okay. Like level. I knew all of them. <laughs> like level. Yeah. Like level. Um, and wavel. I love wavels for breakfast. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're alright. And level. Nah, anyway, st- this is awful. Eric, stop it. Why can't you just <laughs> you always give us take less silly. caffeine in the I evening? Don't know, I don't know. Less caffeine. It's my own insecurity. I need yes. to bully someone to feel better about myself. Um, Whew, I'm glad I got but you know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I know. So the uh, and that's awesome because that's gonna make the the person who's more <laughs> I was about to say more privileged with height. <laughs> that just <laughs> sounds bad. Uh, it's gonna make the other players try harder. Right. The um, the height, uh, the blessed, the blessed, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, it's in my in my experience, I've seen a lot of amazing uh, volleyball players that aren't that are six foot or less or yep. lower, mm-hmm. right? So, what about three foot nine? Don't three foot see six. many of them. <laughs> uh, don't see many people that well are that. That's are true. Yeah, I don't think we should. I think we're gonna have to edit all of this out now. Meet, stop it. Well, in the volleyball world, I mean... Oh, that's true. You know. In the volleyball world. <coughs> in the volleyball world. In yes. U6, they might be three foot. How tall are six-year-olds? Average height. Uh, I don't know. Six-year-olds? <laughs> <laughs> this big? I don't think so. How big is that big? I don't know. That's, I don't know. Let's just keep going. Um, <laughs> so I think that... I, I think this is what you were getting at, too. Like, the the creativity of a shorter player is kind of uh, ruled out. So, like, I know I had to, uh, in the air, like, I would be thinking about what I was doing to get a lot of points, and I could score a lot of different ways, and a lot of short players can, because mm-hmm. they have to. Necessity is the mother of invention. What? Morgan Freeman said that, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Here, so take this for example. You know, like... Shank Redemption. Because <laughs> we've, we've done uh, a lot of clinics for adults and younger kids, and mm-hmm. then teaching them to attack. It's just... 
some we can teach them the skill and the movement and everything but sometimes our greatest challenge is getting is is teaching them the aggression mm-hmm. is that you need to it's like doing a sprint it's like the first i don't know two seconds of a sprint basically that that aggression like explosive yeah explosive <laughs> right and so you have to you have to go you have to explode be aggressive and so you know teaching kids to, to hit the ball we'll do the motions without the ball and stuff like that and then they can they look explosive then we actually get the ball involved and then it all like slows down but i, I understand because it's they have to do the timing coordination yeah. so there's a lot of um but yeah, but, so but even for the player who knows the spike approach, the explosiveness can be missing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so probably because of that, um, out of just for things to be easier, sometimes you can get away with having a taller player that who's in development. That even though they're not, they're not being explosive, they might still get there and get enough pace behind the ball, and they'll get it over or whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think that's sort of what the the pipelines are are doing too. Like they, they so if you go all the way up to the national team levels, they want to compete on the international stage. So they think they need to find as many tall players as possible, and foster them and bring them along. The problem is, I don't know if you'll ever teach a tall player not to the stereotype, but I don't know if you'll guaranteed get the agility required to pass so at the let's use that logic okay you want to survive at the highest levels at the highest levels they're also bombing spin serves Mm -hmm. and bombing Mm -hmm. crazy serves uh men's and women's side um so don't you and and, you know they have again going back to 1999 when they created that libero position that that's just okay we that's the only player so hopefully they just get all the serves but that's not going to happen. No. So you're going to, like in the old days, what it was, was your outside hitters were smaller, especially your left sides. Your right side was probably your biggest player. Even when we played, your right side was best, probably your best hitter. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes back then it used to be your second best set of hands because, you know, setter takes first ball and then that right side was there. But the right side also used to be considered to be, uh, should be a strong hitter. Yeah. And your middles were your tallest guys, right? And that, that formula was very cool because it meant that there was not a lot of places on the court. There was a, two really good passers for sure. Yeah. And maybe your middles were passing back then too because there was no libero. So the middles had those reps, and that's going into that other show topic where the yeah. middles are being robbed of opportunities to pass, right? Um, so I think the, the problem is, so if you're going with this national team model and they're calling down, you're know, saying to all the lower levels, let's you know develop tall players, develop tall players. Well they're going to have a hard time passing and playing defense uh, with the agility needed because the serves at the same time, the let service rule came in in 99 as yeah. well. And that meant that's when the serves became bombs. Yeah. So you could argue that maybe the idea of getting your tall, your left sides to be six foot five and six foot seven is a bad idea now because we did see proof of it, right? I mean, national teams, uh, Japan is the youngest. I think they were the youngest average age on the men's side. They finished seventh in the Olympics last time. And uh, so in this Olympics, let's see what they do. But they are a smaller team. And man, can they pass. And man, we see the creativity of stuff they do in the air. Yeah. Like, you know, those fake, this full swing, up in the air, spike approach that turns into a set. Well, um, aggression t- to me means agility, right? So mm-hmm. what, So if you're developing your explosiveness for your attack, for your block, it's also giving you're going to be faster on your la- lateral or forward back movement passing, passing right? And then because you need to, yeah, you need to be equally as fast well, to pass that we're ball. We're seeing right? and we're seeing Japan ace the shit 
yeah, yeah, tall yeah. teams. Yeah, and 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 not just appear. Other teams are acing them too. Like I know there's a national team out there where their libero is about the same height as their middle, so they're <laughs> they're mm. even going tall in the libero position, and the uh, the guy's not passing very well. Like I've yeah. seen him get uh, reamed. You know, I I just thought of something. So if uh, if the transfer uh, a shorter player is that their verticals are just going to be much bigger than the taller player, right? Because in theory, yeah. in theory, um, like I'm sure Nishida's vertical is. 40 inch or something yeah 40 so 41 we looked that up yeah yeah don't act like you're just making this up yeah <laughs> <laughs> but now think of it's got to be 41.6 <laughs> give or take we did not just look that up. we did and he's also 6'1 but that that's could on paper yeah, yeah probably six, yeah. six feet um okay so uh 40 inch vertical versus 25 inch vertical or something you're in the air longer that's one of the, the higher and so the because the, the whole thing is if you're if you're not jumping as high you have a shorter amount of time to actually make your uh, attack decision or get your form going because the problem is you can't <laughs> as soon as your feet touch down or you you have to hit the ball and then you have to prepare yourself for landing mm-hmm. so and then uh, that requires your arms and everything to absorb the impact so mm-hmm. yeah you're in the air jump higher you're in the air, air longer you have more options and you have oh so you're saying you're saying that's a good thing yes i'm oh. saying it's a good thing sorry i'm saying it's that's it's, funny it's potential for more creativity uh, you can use it as a bad thing coaches often use it as the negative that's right they in, say the, that in the case of the middle blocker or thing. any so any player that's shorter with the higher vertical is in the air too long so they can't land and uh you know make it play on the ball faster you know or or they have to time their jump better like uh, you can get away with a lot more mistakes as a tall they player have to time their jump yeah because they can and i i know this for a fact it is trickier for a shorter player yeah, to time their block jump well taller guys can mess up or taller players can yep. be a little later well that and that's just it that's where the advantage of being tall comes in because yeah you you have more room for error and still like mm-hmm. get a hand on the ball like blocking or something yeah so that's the thing like it, it, good effective shorter players are they're just generally better technique that's some S- that's very like i found that to be tr- like i had to be technically yeah. s- strong and that's what led to me being i think a good coach was i had to be technically better than most players and right. this is true in all sports where if you're a high level player but maybe not at you know not as big as the next guy or whatever um for sure i had to be in the right place and i i think that helped me coach it helped me uh watch more mm-hmm. helped me on the beach that's a whole different w- show about the beach and what um yeah. what happened on the beach with the shrinking of the court and what happened to shorter players there but um i think in general you'll have to you we can agree that if you're shorter um you better have your skills together yeah or else is what do you got like fundamentals basically but it seems like it's easier to get the fundamentals together when you're shorter too yeah right uh, because of the awkwardness mm-hmm. so. it, it, i mean it could be because it's it's forced like um not having that advantage of height maybe uh prepares you or or um gives you that um desire to have your skills be better mm-hmm. at uh passing um anything to do with defense mm-hmm. um no, no, could be. I, I think it's also just proportion, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like we, like you know, young players if they grow tall quickly, mm-hmm. they get a little more awkward. Their limbs are longer. Things are a little bit out of proportion. Whereas a, a shorter player tends to be mm-hmm. more proportioned. So if they do have, if both players are interested in volleyball and 
the shorter player will just have an easier time keeping their balance, landing, pr- being in proportion, whereas the taller player, because of the accelerated yeah. growth at an early age. Yeah. And then, Eric, y- we talked about this, too. Um, one real advantage that's overlooked – sorry, Eric, were you going to say something about the proportion thing? Sorry. Well, I think there's some truth to, like, having growth spurts and stuff and yeah. it kind of throwing your coordination out of whack. 100%. And then it'll come back in. But, yeah, I've definitely – I played with, uh, you know, record-breaking uh, 6'9 or 6'10 left-handed dude. And for sure, like when he was younger, pretty uncoordinated and like gangly. But like once he was like 25 or 26, he's yeah, pretty devastating. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the thing, too. Like I, we don't want to make this show like into anti-tall because if there's a like the, the beauty of volleyball, too, yeah. and, and you're one of those guys, like, you're a tall, coordinated guy who can jump. And that's awesome. Like when you see a tall player, a guy or girl who's coordinated and can hit, and there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. then they deserve to be. Like we're not saying like, yeah. they don't deserve to be there. Like if your whole team is six foot seven, or if your outside hitters are six foot seven, and they can pass and they can move, mm-hmm. and they can do, that's the most terrifying thing in the world, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we are saying though is that I think what's really happening at the junior ranks, and that's sort of what we're speaking to, is the junior ranks, is that there's this weird thing where you could be the best player in a tryout, but if you're short. Mm-hmm. you might not make the team that sucks yeah it does suck yeah, yeah. Like and it's a it's a weird like and again it just it's uh it's i think it, the problem is i think there's an overvaluing of blocking like going back to you you're mentioning about the blocking and we're talking about landing and stuff in the mm-hmm. air mm-hmm. uh what about the passing like I, I thought it's pretty fundamentally agreed upon isn't it that passing is the most important skill in volleyball because you have the best hitters mm-hmm. you have the best setter you have the best servers but if you can't pass, yeah. you'll never get any of those secondary skills. You know, you won't get the set. You won't get the hit. Yeah. Especially S- as long as passing is still first. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if it ever comes a day where it's just <laughs> a set of blocks, <laughs> then block that's the a different time. Block yeah, the serve. You can block the serve. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, exactly. It's it's the fundamental building block of the offense so i don't know you could make the argument that if a coach to i mean so we do have these examples here where we live like so uh, again not to be too regional but i'm sure other people in their areas have the same thing there are club teams in our area rep teams youth teams that don't care about height and they take mm. they take the best six and they kick the ass out of the young kids that are tall now you could make the argument that maybe down the road the tall players uh, tall teams will dominate. Did you them. just say kick the ass out of? Oh, did I say kick the ass out of? Yeah. Oh, I meant to say kick the shit out of okay. their asses. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know what you said. I was just like, wait. What? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'll have to take it back. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to say lethal. Okay. <laughs> lethal. Isn't that what he said? Lethal. Sorry, anyway. viewer. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Um, but the the short teams tend to dominate them. At now again at the youth level, so we don't know what's going to happen when they're 25. Um, but there is one other point I wanted to bring up too about the short player that's interesting, and that is the, well maybe we should finish that point. Do you think that there's like any will the team that's taller always win out over time, or do you think the problem is that we're not developing short players as attackers? If I was to say, I would say the best. Best six overall, no matter what, um, is going to be the dominant team. Would you still take tall in the middle, though? It depends on what uh, that player can do. Really? Yeah. You kind of answered the question a little bit when you asked it. The little, 
though or, or and you said are we not developing shorter players to be attackers oh so you think that if we, if it was just taking the best six then the shorter players would become better players by the time they're 25 or what do you mean what uh what i mean is that uh we don't really know what the answer is because if we're not if we're not actually giving the opportunity to the shorter players how are we going to gotcha. develop them? If we don't make the mis- yeah, yeah. Like if we don't make if we if, can't we, if see taking it. the shorter yeah. players is the error, mm-hmm. how do we we won't know that unless that uh, we go down that path. You mean not taking the short players is the error? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're you gonna, have you we're have take to take a commercial break. We'll be right back <laughs> after this. You have to <laughs> you <laughs> just <laughs> leave me. <laughs> you have it's to not over. pick the shorter player first. Yeah, so you're saying that we'll never know the answer to this question because we keep cutting them out. Yeah. Yeah, right. I agree with that. But do you think that um, – so in an, in an ideal w- – so let's suppose though there are those clubs that are taking the top six. There are some teams that don't care about height, and they just take the most athletic players. Uh, well, when you say top six, is that like you're you're not just talking their ability to play the game, but – are you talking about also their attitude and their ability to learn? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, so they're <coughs> taking the best six players, attitude, everything. They're, and what I'm saying is basically they're not just looking at their height. Because there are, so there's a lot of clubs that just take height. Yeah. And that's what they do. And they won't even look. Um, they don't care if there's uh, someone going back there reaming spin serves. They don't care if someone's up there hammering the ball. Uh, they will. Like I saw this where one girl, best hitter in the gym. And she ma- was made the libero because she wasn't the tallest player, but she was the best hitter they had, and best you know, be- and and this whole idea See, that your left that sides aren't supposed to be amazing passers and hitters is sort of yeah, weird to me. That would be so good to have them on the team, you know. Again, I'm not even going to get into whether they're starter or bench or whatever, but just having them on in the team as a left side in practice for scrim purposes and for the development of the entire team. That's so good. Like just flashing back to like my younger club days or whatever seeing a teammate again who's someone in my position that i'm like competing against seeing them like go up and bang balls in practice is hugely motivating yeah but and not only that i'm learning from them like i i get to hear like they get some feedback from the coach like i'm in line waiting for my next attack i can kind of hear what they're they're talking about and then i can ask myself oh is that something i've even thought about and so it's like why don't you mind your own business in practice? No. <laughs> <laughs> if it was going to be private, the coach would like, but I think coaches can, you can use that as an advantage as a coach to say something mm-hmm. loud enough that um, everyone can hear it. I was just joking, Eric. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picturing you up against a glass, uh, up against the wall with a glass. On the <laughs> just take them to the side. Are they talking about me? I hope they're not talking about me. <laughs> I know they're talking about me. Anyway, uh, no, I agree. But the problem is, so you're not going to get into the starter thing. So you don't think that the best hitter in the gym should be the starting outside hitter if they're short? Oh, I was just saying as purely a practice example is what I was oh, saying. Oh, no, I'm talking about making the team and being yeah, a starter. Well like that's what I'm saying. I hope they would make the team in that in that si- And be the starter. Don't you think they should be the star- a starting outside hitter? If they're if the they're best a great all-around hitter. hitter, hitter yeah, sure yeah I think they should, yeah. yeah. So we played. So, why not. so my uh, my kids' team played another team last year, and they were all short, the opposing team. And our coach told our players, okay, guys, we don't have to worry about this team. They're all yeah, short. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And then that team proceeded to kick our 
Uh, shit. Kick our <laughs> shit. I knew you were going to do that. I was trying to mess it up, but I yeah, couldn't. Yeah, yeah, um, Kick your butts. Yeah, that team kicked our asses twice. And then the next Wait, you were playing too? I was playing. Girls? I was, oh, wow. yeah. What, what's wrong with that, Eric? What? I'm just. You don't think that. You think that. What? Huh? I don't Eric is sexist and <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, I was. No, no. I mean, <laughs> our you're meaning. You're playing yes. on a 16 U team? <laughs> <laughs> I look young and I kind of never felt Stroking like I did that. I never made the most of my first opportunities. So sometimes I know I try out for kids' teams and I, I'm pretty good with. You ever see that movie Catch Me If You Can? I can make IDs like that guy. So uh, Frank Abigail Jr. Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to educate people. Uh, if people don't know Frank Abagnale Jr.'s story, go go look that up or watch that movie. Catch me if you can. Just watch the movie. Pretty Leonardo good. DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, <laughs> I was going to go so do, I was gonna do his accent. Your girls anyway, got their butts so, kicked. So my daughter's team got their butts kicked. Wait, 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 wait. Please <laughs> do Le- Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> accent. All right. Which, okay. So do you remember the movie? Yes, okay. vividly. So yes. that's why I'm, I'm okay. Okay, so I have eagerly uh, anticipating. Yeah. Uh, so I can do. W- w- what's the line from the movie? I gotta look away. I can't. What's the line from the movie? Um, Catch me if you can. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. just, just say that. Uh, just say what? Catch me if you can. In he the never says it in the <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't think. I don't think <laughs> near the end. No? I, don't, I don't think he ever says Tom it in the Hanks. movie. That would be the worst movie ever. <laughs> Oh, that's why they called it Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> he said that. Don't you hate it when you're listening to a song and you never hear the title like said in the No, song. I mean, Tom ha- Tom Hanks doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say? They never say that. Yeah, the song title and they never say they it They never the say it, yeah. Those like Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> they say that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll just see if you guys do. There's a stairway to heaven. There's a stairway. Viewership on this, this is going episode. Anyway, we're off topic. Uh, but uh, so Tom Hanks has the New York accent. Uh, Boston accent? New England. Italian? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the cop. Remember? Oh, yeah. I think you said you remembered it vividly. Yes, but I thought you were doing Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but I mean, it's essentially the same. Stage accent. right. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> They're the same <laughs> accent. <laughs> uh, well, okay, okay, so, oh, my name is Abignale, not Abignali. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Good. Uh, good. Yeah. Right? Yes, 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 mm. yes. Slow clap on the internet. Um, Four out of ten. Okay. You were saying. So I was saying. Your girls got their um, butts kicked. Yeah, so they got their butts kicked by this <laughs> short team. Two straight sets. Yeah. And then the coach has a meeting afterwards with the team. and goes, so what What do you think went wrong? And my daughter, being my daughter, said, well, I think the problem was we underestimated them because we said they were short. And then everybody didn't play as hard because, and plus they were just amazing. And then the next time they played them, they gave them the same pep talk. All right, guys, these guys are short. And then they beat them again. Because they were great athletes, the, the team had a great set of six players who were jumping, high, and their outside hitter was the shortest player on the court, but she could sky and she was cranking it everywhere mm. and had all these shots, by the way. And in the backcourt, you should have seen. I was like, oh my god, but even that kid is reading, picking right. corners. Even if she didn't sky, if yes. you could still be a good hitter, yeah, and just hit the ball well and defender, off the she hands all around. Like the, block. the team was all round. Yeah. The team was all round. They were passing everything. They were setting, and the so whole team could set. By right. the way, right, right, because that's another skill that a lot of coordinated athletes, tall or short, can do. But it just so happens that a lot of short players can can do that well. So, as a shorter player, 
Are you asking me? <laughs> yeah. Would you say that... I used to be a short player. Now I'm a tall player. You're hungrier in a game. Yes. I was much more... Yeah. I have um, a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but I always did play... Like, so I was never a warm-up hitter. You know, the warm-up hitter is the person who cranks it in warm-up and in the game they can't because I couldn't hit well. But the minute there was a block, that made me jump higher. Mm-hmm. And it made me more um, more eager to jump in and jump high. And yeah, no, I. that's... That's something that's uh, th- we talked about this too. Remember a long time ago with the mindset of short players versus tall players. I have a theory that a lot of tall players who, d- if they did have the growth spurt early, they tend to not be as confident as shorter players uh, because they were, you know, the tall kid who grows too tall in grade six. I, s- I saw it all the time as a teacher too. The kid that's really they tall, feel awkward. They get awkward so and they get, you know, everybody asks if they play basketball, and because of that coordination issue, that's not there or. Right. Or they're not good at sports, and everybody's like, "Oh, you should be amazing at sports." And so they tend to grow up with this lower uh, mental toughness than the short player who is well adjusted because they were always coordinated, like you, we were talking about earlier, more not centered out for their height. So I think there's a mental toughness that can come. Not obviously not across the board, but I'm just saying in general. When you talk psychological terms, generally you'll find that there can be. It's always an element of that underdog thing because I mean and height that too. Height can have its advantages in basketball. It can have it in soccer in a way. Yep. You know, it can have it in hockey. Um, so if you're always below average height, that's almost like you're the you're always the underdog. That's yeah, like but sorry, I was talking about the opposite though, where the tall player can yeah. be you know, the young kid that well, grows too tall. Right. They're, I mean they're they're they generally right. They're yeah. like less self-esteem, but also the shorter but the guys shorter are pr- also yes, so yes, yes. If they're if they're not well adjusted, like I was never like short in the world, like in the daily yeah. life. But yeah. I was, you know, volleyball standard. But even when we played volleyball, I didn't like. It was different back then. Like I think yeah. today, I feel shorter than when I did back then. Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but um, yeah. So I think that I think there's a confidence issue that we see sometimes, like looking at uh, shorter players back in the day, they tend to be a little more, I don't know what the word, aggressive too, right? The confidence to be aggressive, or you're right, it could stem from the insecurity of being shorter or, or rising to that challenge, right? Like we do know this, like there's a lot of talk of this in popular culture. Like is it, if you make a path easier for someone, is that actually undermining their fight? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, you know, for that's sure. something that if you do that for tall players in volleyball, maybe maybe that's why you have a, a group. Uh, m- you might have a six players out there that are super tall, but they might not have fight mm-hmm. because they don't feel like there's a challenge or maybe they had an easier path to making that team. Didn't have to struggle. Because mm-hmm. I know, like, just fr- as a metaphor, yeah, when there was a big block, I felt way more pumped up right yeah. i think every short player out there and every even tall players like you know if there's a big block in front of you hopefully you get that fire going but i think especially if you're a little undersized um it makes you uh just drive a little more and be aggressive like you were talking about earlier because you're always having to overcome when you're a short player mm-hmm. you yeah. always have to overcome every single time yeah and that that's where the creativity spark comes in too. Like you have to think of different ways. Like I, there was a period of time where I remember I would work r- relentlessly on you know, outside of the hands, out of bounds, and I was like, oh shoot, this rally's over every time I do that. Like just aim for that outside hand and, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. you know, and then until they learned 
or, or uh, like I'd go sharp, sharp, sharp cross. I wouldn't stop cross. I'd just go sharper, sharper cross. And Eric saw that the other night. Where uh, <laughs> 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 see, see, yeah, Meach was there too. Meach was there too. Yeah, I was just going sharper, sharper <laughs> cross. But but I haven't I haven't played. I haven't jumped as much. You know, it's coming out of COVID. Of coming out of COVID. You, you got that shot. Coming out. Of, but in, yeah, in the next you know six you to eight years. Shot. I'm gonna You're get gonna that shot back. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, they saw me. I was going sharper, sharper cross, but they were out by about twelve to fourteen feet. So <laughs> <laughs> it was in on the other court, though. Mm-hmm. So maybe so that's, that's got to count for something. Yeah, maybe we're just <laughs> playing on the wrong court. It's not my fault. I didn't make the fucking schedule. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so I would just go sharper, sharper cross, and people were uh, they wouldn't clue it. You know what I mean? Like they would think, yeah. okay, we'll take away the cross, but then. So I think the the struggle makes you creative, like we said earlier in the show, and you were saying that too, Eric. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's lost. And again, so like we get back into that issue, like only a coach who's played <laughs> might recognize that, right? Yeah. Um, even if they're a tall player, they might recognize that because they had the teammate who was like that, right? I think the yeah the coach who has played m- might recognize the that their taller players that they've been selecting maybe could be more explosive at the ball yeah right if you are gonna if you are gonna choose the tall players then you then at least make amazing hitters out of them right and then don't put that idea in their head that because they're tall they should be good players and then when they're not being finding that success then they're gonna start thinking oh maybe i just suck at that's interesting and they're not thinking hey why am I not hitting that well? Am I, what can I do to be like, can I do some training? Can I like, well, see, I think you hit on something right there that we talked about. The confidence issue is actually fascinating because I think you're, you're right. There is a thought among volleyball players that they are better because they're taller. Yeah. And then when they don't have success, that's that self-esteem issue we're talking about. I think it's worse for the athlete. It's hit me before and I'm not even like a tall player. Yeah. For a left side, you're a good besides left side today. Six foot four. Yeah, like, cause I for sure would be able in some games that I've played would be able to get away with um, my decent height, and then just like attacking the ball and like again, yeah, being in all right shape at that time. It's funny because like even recently, like right now, I'm just not playing that well, and I'm just. Um, Eric's definition of not playing well is not the same. Well, as other people's I definition. used to rely. I used to rely it's on like not. the height and stuff, right? So mm-hmm. I could just like more easily hit around the block or over it and stuff and then like if i've got like shin splints and stuff going on and then <laughs> so it's just recently i just blast it right into the block because i'm actually not that great of an attacker i don't mm. i don't actually i'm not that crafty oh, i would crafty okay you could say or, cra- sorry creative but eric is my go-to uh, is just like so I'm, I'm gonna interrupt right here because eric is uh <laughs> thank devast- you for yeah, for, um, yeah. <laughs> eric is interrupting a, eric- I, you give him props and then i will give him yeah props. yeah <laughs> Eric's one of the best players that I've uh, hitters and players that I've played with in a long in a lot of years, and he's very humble and he's very nice. And I think Eric does this to get compliments. It's actually yeah, sickening. probably, probably, it's actually probably. sickening. Thanks, guys. It yeah, is. Like it. It's it like is. the. Uh, Eric's like the prettiest girl at the dance. (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't like this dress on me at all. Oh, no, no. Erica, Erica, the dress is amazing. Uh. You think? (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, no, Eric's humble. And that's why he's great, because he's humble. I'm building this up into a question. No, are you? Yeah. um, I think we just just got (laughs) it. And watch. It's going to be the ultimate question ever just like it's just gonna lead to, it's just gonna lead just to like more Eric's compliments play. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah do you guys think i like fat in this shirt 
Here we go. <laughs> What's your comment? Yes, no. Go ahead, Eric. Sorry. Lead to your question. I'm just saying I'm not a highly creative attack. <laughs> okay? Now, my question is, do you think, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, are shorter players, do they tend to be more creative? Yes. I think they have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, that's huge. Because if, if you're already, like, in, like, your youth or whatever, and you're already in the mindset of being creative when you're coming up to attack the ball and you're going into your adult life or sorry, your adult career, right? That's because now if you're already uh, working on uh, different shots and then you get to varsity or whatever, and then you start hitting the weights and then, and now you start jumping through the roof mm. and you have a wide toolkit. Yeah. Now you're devastating. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas that's what I'm trying to say is that I just got away with like just hitting just banging on the ball, yes. line cross, whatever. I'd score. I never really cared too much about. You didn't have the need. Didn't have the need, yeah. right? And now that I'm slowing down, I just don't have what? a deep tool. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. No, no, but Eric. So Eric is <laughs> Eric is working hard to stay at this level, right? Like you're you're. Right, you, right, yeah, right. when you, if you but fall off, work and life and shit gets. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you you work out to be here, and I think that's you what you guys we're know s- what I'm talking about. Yeah, like I I get the feeling that you feel like you're in your last burst. Yeah. Right. Probably. Like you're, you're like, yeah, you yeah. feel that way anyway. It might not be yeah. true because you can extend it. Like I'm 47 and I feel like I'm, if I train, I can get yeah. some things back. Like those balls will slowly become like six feet out, <laughs> 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 but they're still sharp. <laughs> And some dummy still touches them. Sometimes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, I think that's the devastating part. That yeah, it's so fast to touch. It's like whoa! It's so fast. It comes so it's so so fast right at your head. (laughs) (laughs) You can't unless you can duck. Yeah, exactly. Or unless that's the thing. Just speed, (laughs) Uh, which is still something. But um, no, I think that you're right. I think there's definitely a creativity component. To sh- and this is, it ties in nicely. Like, we're going to do shows as we get closer to beach season about beach. This is why the short player was so good on the beach when it was still nine by nine. And they had all that shot making. Mm-hmm. And they would take it to the beach and dominate there. And then they come back inside and incorporate some of those shots. And, I mean, you guys still see, like, you know, um, you'll see short players indoor with, with a range of interesting shots sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Because they've developed them over the years, right? Um I don't think I'm very creative uh, on the court. I don't think I have a different, a bunch of different shots, but. Um, no, you were more of just a high flyer, hit the hit hard angles, and then. No, no, it. I was trying oh, to do what you did. Joke? I was trying to do what you did. I know, and you're and not always pitching for you compliments. Guys, you I was trying to get compliments. <laughs> you were amazing. You were amazing. I did compliment you. Actually. I, I said that. I said you're I, a high flyer. That's true. I was a high flyer, but I I tried to get you guys to say no, Zuby. Uh, you were so creative, but instead I just get you guys are just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know. Um, yeah, so we. But you you saw me play. No, I have. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like but, but I don't think you weren't uh, you weren't the kind of guy who like do the roll shot over the block. In no, the pot. no, you I would just. But it, I but what I did was I had to do the um, the cranks, but different type of cranks. Like so, like you know, like I talked about the use the the hard angles, the uh, well, and this is cross body down line. So stuff. here's a here's something I uh, I see often with again shorter players is that. Uh, with a good setter, they typically ask, end up asking for a faster offense, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's something you thrived off of. And a few other guys I played with that were shorter loved a faster offense. And they would just uh, – it just worked. Uh, but the thing is it, you have to be in good connection with, with your setter. As we were saying before, yeah. the coordination is a little higher in demand. 
um, and you're because you're in yeah. Anyways, the the timing of the ball and everything, but uh, yeah, the few of the the shorter guys I played with, I think I don't even know his height. I think he was like five ten. He was one of our right sides. Yep. Super fast set out to the right side and just like you always find a hole, always yep. find a hole. Yep. And then uh, well, the the reason why the tempo offense came in was because of the big block. Right. So the best way to get the big block was to do tempo loops. I actually wasn't a fan of loops. I don't know, Meech, you might remember this, but I liked the ball high and tight. And my my theory for that was most people wouldn't like that if they were shorter players, but I like to be that would make me elevate more, and then I could see the block out of the corner of my eye mm. and then just carve it around it so that was how I, that's how i like okay. now it, now if i did meet some monster that was really penetrating then i just tell the center to bring it up i still liked it high and tight because it gave me because i had a huge backswing as a as a shorter player yeah i really needed a big backswing so i found that if i did go loops i didn't have time for my backswing but is it also be possibly because of the skill of your setter at that time because a, a loop is more no, no it, i just i just i think it was honestly my approach so i ha i was a really big fan of um the big i needed a big backswing so i had I, that's why I, like right. even though you see me when i coach right yeah i do emphasize that you know huge backswing leads to a bigger arch yeah uh and, and so that like if you don't take a nice big backswing then i think you're not going to have a good arch in your back well why you up, right? why can you not have uh, the timing better equally as big that's of a back true swing. that's true yeah that's true uh, i i just found it was i don't know i i feel i think the emphasis was um the tighter the ball was to the blocker i i like to see them it doesn't need to be tighter though right i'm talking about the same depth off the net mm -hmm. it's just yeah instead of it a high ball kind of coming down you know the looper the loops kind of go out the side right so mm -hmm. i think i think you might have just been experiencing a challenge between the ability for your setter to place that ball in the exact same position because basically you as the attacker also being shorter you're starting uh, on the left side you're basically starting your approach before the setter even has the ball and you're already going to a predetermined area yeah and then if you're up in the air and you're going to you're flying to that zone then all of a sudden your setter sets it a little too tight or a little too back no. you don't you can't but see there's no time to change the shot remember we were talking creativity so in, in a loop, yes, I had totally. no time, You're so more locked, I'm locked yes, in. That's, that's what that's I mean. That's the problem That's with why it. I like the high ball, because I was not locked in. So I could go up, yeah. and I could turn my torso and carve. If yeah. the hands were here, if they were here, I could turn and go the other way. So that's what it was. It was the, the high ball gave me, personally, yeah. and I know there's still lots of guys, like internationally, like outside hitters, mm -hmm. they prefer a high ball, yeah. uh, even on, on the men's side. A lot of people run tempo, because they think it's you know a good way to... Um, speed up the offense, and it is, but um, it can also produce a, if the blocker's there, you're toast. Because mm -hmm. it's a loop, and you're there, they're there, boom. Yeah. If, if they're there. Uh, so I just, l for me personally, I like the high high type ball and just give me options in the air. But you know, like don't forget, There's I was in the air. I was in the air for like four or five seconds. So <laughs> <laughs> there's still options with a loop. <laughs> yes, there can be. Yeah, but your angle is your ang like you know, it's you're gonna go across body, wide, versus um, I just I just think there's more time for the hitter in the air, but with the high ball, but to, to assess and feel. But I'm looking at if um. If you have a a, a high ball, <laughs> doesn't it um, doesn't it give the huh? the setter um, or sorry the blockers more chance to to zone in on you? Yes, it does. So the high ball goes up, the blockers get there, 
but um, you, I always found you should also <laughs> block. but th- I didn't get yeah. blocked a lot. Right? Yeah, I don't think. But and that's um, it's just a preference. So it, I think it matters yeah. who the hitter is, right? Like there, I think there's most short hitters. I think rely on tempo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um, you know I just wasn't most hitters. I guess <laughs> I could argue. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. <laughs> Wait till week three of this league, and you guys are gonna be devastated. Maybe we should do an episode on highball versus loop. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, no, I think they have their place. Don't get me. I never. It's not like I never ran loops, and I, you know, I loved mm. the back meter when I was playing right. I had to play right side for. I thought it was. I didn't hate playing right side, but I had to play right side, uh, and I hated back meters. I just like. I just like. So what it was for me was just think of it this way. I liked time to see things. Yeah. So yeah. that high ball gave me t- more time to see the yeah. just, and that's probably the beach player in me too, right? Because it's still fast enough that you're not going to get tripled, right? Yes. So if you're still looking at a double block, well, and it's well would, enough off the net, yeah. you, you technically should have enough laneways or options to yeah. tool or tip or hit down. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they did triple, that's where the sharp, sharper, sharper, sharper across went or using the hands out of bounds. That's what my favorite shot was. Out of yeah. Hands out of bounds. Hands out of bounds. It was awesome. The, yeah, the good thing with more blockers is there's more, unless they're sealing very yes, well between exactly. them. exactly. More room for error. But it is a well-sealed triple. <laughs> very difficult to hit around. Yes, but if you if you roll it, you know, to where the opposing, you know what I mean? The, the, yeah. the cross, sharp, cross roll, they're not going to get it. And there's, there's more space where they leave, yeah. right? So, But, yeah, so I just preferred the timing so I could see and assess what to do. Carve, hit. Yeah. I, I think that the the rainbow, uh, for me personally, was the combination of both. It's it's not a shoot, mm-hmm. it's not highball, yeah. but the rainbow gave a, a great blend of nice both speed. types. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it gave you more time. And some mm-hmm. some setters, like in fairness, some set. You're right. It could be that too, because my one of my varsity setters did set a pretty quick loop, mm-hmm. and I didn't like it because it just it was. And it I mean, was, uh, we we you still hit like even when I play men's and stuff, we're still hitting plenty of high balls out of out of system. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so yep. you're still gonna be hitting those plenty of a lot of the time, and um, usually they're more off the net, right? So mm-hmm. you have you have those options. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah, and it, that this also ties back into quality of the attack, and quality of the attack is not defined by the height of the player. No. Just yeah, I think we can all agree that we we probably agree that. You got to take the best athletes, the best players, even at the youth level. Yeah, and people the, see the dollar signs. People see like glamour. When the they best see leaders at that age, because like having leaders on your team, that's so good for the other kids, mm-hmm. right? Like, not as a leader. I mean, we can get that's a whole other topic. That is, but I th- I think like when you say the best players, I think it's important that we we say <coughs> bring mention to their personality, desire to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because that was really big. I just saying this out of personal experience. That was really big for me, being around players that were were good and they tried hard and they were nice people. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. They didn't yeah. necessarily have to be nice, um, but. Well. It's always a benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always. A I think bonus. they do. I think they do. I think I, mean, I had, I had, I had like our set. One of my setters was a great setter, but he was a bit of a dick. Yeah, I played with a few cocky dudes, but yeah. um, well, not cocky, just rude. And how do you insecure. know what he played with? <laughs> no, no, I mean, sorry. In terms of if he's relating it to, um, sorry, did you say he played with what? <laughs> Co- played with cocky. <laughs> sorry, is that what you said? Played. No, he said. How do you know who I played with? All I right. Yeah, no, but I think because he was he was relating to my story of the dick setter. And then you said, the 
yeah, yeah he said he's, 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 his mind is perverted no no no, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm, talking, I'm not talking about that. I don't even know what you mean oh yeah <laughs> well for for uh, in his experience this is what he is saying that um, it, it was a preference for him to have nice players yeah yeah and, and I, I, I agreed with that yeah I agreed with and that and you're right it is nice to have play with nice people yeah. <laughs> but then he anyways I love how we're breaking yeah, down our no own. no I do I do uh, I know what you mean um, <laughs> swinging in a different direction <laughs> um, yes oh I'll Mitch I'd like to uh, address Mitch has to leave do you think <laughs> <laughs> my car last, last comment <laughs> um, do shorter players in the long term get injured less hmm hmm I was, I was injured quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, no, but I mean, that's. I don't know if you can say it across the board, but what would you? Why would you say that? I would just say because if a, I don't know, maybe a coach is looking at longevity for his team, uh, if they know if it's going to be a long season or not, um, and if they're picking, um, is that a factor um, for coaches to pick? Uh, okay, will this guy have the longevity? So you're saying based on you think shorter people sure. you think shorter people are less likely to be injured than tall people? I do. You do? Yeah. Uh, and why would you say that other than just sheer uh, prejudicial mm-hmm. bias and a uh, form of racism? Um height <laughs> heightism. Yeah. Height-ism? Tall people are a race, I believe, aren't they? Um, I think that was declared last year. Well, so maybe it's connected to the coordination thing. Could be. So we're just accepting that Meech's theory that that's true. No, no, I'm not accepting it. <laughs> it seems like you're I'm accepting doing it. My, I'm doing my nice no. thing and trying to accept oh, oh, his heightism. Oh, oh, okay, okay. If I was a heightist and yeah. I thought short people had better longevity. <laughs> now, when you say longevity, you mean like they live longer, right? That's what I think of when I... No, I'm talking about... Actually, that actually that actually is true, by the way. There is a, you know, tall people have heart problems. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a heart thing with the circulation. But anyway, I don't want to be too medical. I don't want to get too political. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so Meech doesn't... I'm, I'm just exploring the topic. So, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. so you think that tall people should die, is what you're no. saying? <laughs> oh. He's asking our opinion. <laughs> I, I don't think... I don't think there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. Right. Be, yeah, because... Well, well, go ahead. Well, I just don't think there's a difference because I don't think um, I don't think coaches draft or, or or should a coach draft or assess for longevity? Is that a thing? Like injuries? I mean, I think it's definitely true that if a player is always injured, they might veer away from them. I think that is true. If they know, right? Them. Yeah, right. But if a player keeps getting injured, like, like do you look at their frame and say, "I don't trust that oh, horse"? It's just like that's gonna <laughs> that, break. That. There, there are some people who just have unfortunate, bad, like whatever stuff with their yes, body, and joints. they like I've known many people that just like go from one injury to the next, right? And it's just like uh, there's no, I don't see anything, any um what consistent factors or yeah yeah it just seems to be random but uh i think i know there are some i think i know what you mean there are some tall players who struggle with like foot or ankle or joint issues more so or if they're not coordinated they land badly but that's happening to everybody these days i think a lot of there well there might be there might be a little bit of truth in what because as we were saying like taller players can kind of get away um with success just by using their height and so if they're not trying to have as good technique, they're kind of, <laughs> I know plenty of guys 
who just like do awkward shoulder things just because they get up to that height but they they they're staring down at a double block so their only way to get around it is to you know force their shoulder and doing something like this and then you do mm-hmm. that a thousand times and what's your shoulder going to look like um well, you know i like, always think too you don't sometimes you don't learn how to land if you're tall well and i was gonna yeah. just say that as well like it's sure you were yeah athleticism sure and, you were. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> landing is a landing is a, is a huge thing right and also taller players Sorry, landing is a huge thing you elaborate mm-hmm. like safely landing you mean. yes 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 um yeah safely landing and but just having the musculature to absorb that impact mm-hmm. um would we think that middles would you think that middles shoulders and stuff tend to get injured more because the cutting and maybe their knees because of the because of the more more blocking and, and sometimes more awkward yeah. blocking like they're trying to get out there as quick as they can and then they're but that's a, that's a positional thing right like if you have a shorter middle they could ha- you could argue the same good thing. point you the it's just the taller players happen to be yeah stuck there. and if they're taller I mean, you could argue there's more weight coming down on the knees for a taller player, but I I would tend to think that the shorter player. I'll be honest with you, like I know my body went through the ringer, yeah, jumping as hot, like violently jumping, right? Like Nishida, I think is yeah. just you know injuries waiting to happen. I think you know that I think that um, is true as well because yeah. my body, like I know, like when I had my um my uh, spine sort of assessed in my shoulder, like it was my and you said this about p- your friend too, like my whole right side is out of whack from like swinging yeah. swinging swinging and the so joint yeah and my back players. problems and the jarring of landing i i, I st- my leg stayed pretty healthy my most of my career mm-hmm. um but uh my shoulder and my cuz i think i had to swing harder and i had to do some of the things you were talking about like the the because i did that tall i like mm-hmm. the high ball and mm-hmm. i was doing a lot of that cutting and mm-hmm. um and i sh- and you know we all sw- swung wrong back then like nobody talked about swing mechanics back in back in the day so yeah. we all uh, had bad shoulders and it's kind of cool what's happening with shoulder mechanics now but um have no. you ever had shoulder trouble yeah okay. yeah it was all bad right. yeah for one season it came back in like uh probably needed like two two three months of like re uh rehab and stretching this stretch in particular helped a lot. yes the, yes this one with the, the, towel? the towel yes oh, man yes, yeah but Any yeah it was bad i couldn't even like lift it up anything that gets that ball socket joint mm-hmm. to open up because it's all you know not centered and yeah the pain was like in here I don't know. Yeah, Eric was post uh, pre all the shoulder mechanics too, though. Like I was swinging like this, so yeah. like it's too straight up, right? Like arm instead of propping my shoulder up, right? I was hitting like this because I yeah. played I played middle all club, right? And I was just used to going up and just snapping, and then I finally figured out, oh, if I'm gonna play left side, right side, I need to get that up, and now. I can use my pecs to swing through the ball, and now all of these delts can slow my arm down as long as I swing across my body. But whenever I go straight up and I swing in line, like if my arm is perpendicular with my shoulders, and then I make that line cut, and now only these muscles decelerate my delt when I do that line cut, and that's what ended up happening. I'm pretty sure I did a swing like that, and then it just like went numb, and Mm. that was it. Yeah, I hate when my interior delts slow my arm swing down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> anterior. A- anterior. Did I say interior? Uh, I don't know. I was. I stopped listening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was thinking about himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just oh. listening for my name. <laughs> no, uh, you had, you we had, we. Well, I had shoulder surgery I was when say. I was twenty nine. Yeah, wow, that was forever ago. 
That was forever. <laughs> I know. It was. It was. 20, almost 20 years ago. Uh, maybe 28, maybe 29. But, yeah, it was awful. And I never would have done Like, knowing what I know now about, you know, recovery and training, I never would have had it done. Didn't do a thing. Do you know what they did? Wait, uh, the, yeah. the surgery didn't do anything? <laughs> the surgery didn't do anything. Really? So, well, so, so this is my... Damn. So this is when I realized how medieval medicine really is. I thought it was, you know, high tech and machines that beep and nice shiny things. And I thought, oh, this will be wonderful. And what kind of noises do you think uh, the machines The machines, the machines that go <laughs> bing. Machines that go bing. That's from anybody know what that's from? Um, the machine that goes bing. No? Okay. Heart monitor? Monty Python. They, they make fun of how uh, oh. the medical system has all these fancy gadgets, but I don't want to get political, though. Okay. Um, which, which, like, just one of their movies, or? Yeah, The Meaning of Life. Oh, I haven't movie. seen that one. Oh, Darn. you haven't seen that one? No, I don't think mm, so. That explains a lot. Anyway, uh, so the, uh, the uh, so this, uh, the shoulder thing. So they said that, uh, hey, Zuby, your cartilage is coming off the bone. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, the cartilage is coming off the bone. Because it happened. So the beauty of my shoulder injury was that it wasn't degenerative. It was uh, one night. And I remember the night. Do you remember the night? Were you there? Uh, hard to remember. Okay, so it was a tr- uh, Scarborough. Uh, it, was a l- it was men's Dang. league. Men's <laughs> league. And uh, we showed up pretty late. So no warm-up time. First set of the night, set first set of the night, of course, goes to me, right? Of course. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've got to set the tone early. Oh and no. uh, you and didn't warm get up. the errors. And it was winter. Way. It was winter. Oh. No warm up. First swing, and I was like, "Ah, damn, arm just." Mm. It f- my arm actually fell on the ground. <laughs> 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 no, my arm just like, oh damn. And I thought, okay, I played through it, and uh, like I was still devastating, so I didn't know how bad it was. <laughs> and uh, one arm, right? guys, like, yeah, still one arm. I was, I was actually hitting it with my the side of my head because <laughs> uh, I was like, you know, uh, my whole face. <laughs> Where was the pain? It was, uh, it was right in the hole where my arm fell. No, no, no. <laughs> no, the pain was the pain was on the top of the shoulder, so then it wouldn't go away, and it got to the point where I couldn't even like raise my arm like in oh. life. Yeah, so I was like out there like a lame duck, and I for a little while I was like I'll just set. <laughs> I was like setting with one hand because I devalued setters, of course. But uh, <laughs> so, hey, I, I can't important. raise my arm. I'll just set. Sorry, setters. Setters. I was young and stupid. Um, and then so I went to get it assessed, and then they, of course, they said well, surgery right away. They didn't, they didn't give me what? exercises. Did you get an MRI? I think I did, yeah. But, you know, back then I was young and stupid, and this is like pre, uh, it's not pre-internet, but it was pre, pre-smartphone for sure. Okay. And um, yeah. so, so I get the surgery, and they're like, yeah, Zuby, your cartilage is coming off the bone. I guess that was the MRI result. And uh, I'm like, so what do you guys do with that? And they're like, oh, well, we go in and we staple it back to the bone. <laughs> I'm like, wow, so high tech, the society we live in. <laughs> so, no. That's how we do it. Yeah. Does it not just, it wouldn't just, the body wouldn't just heal itself? Um, Not, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess, I mean, I'm assuming it wouldn't because I guess if they saw a number of those injuries and then I'm assuming they would have been like, oh, this isn't healing on its own. Therefore, we need well, to go in and so what they staple what this. They, yeah, it sounds so medieval, right? So what they did actually, so then I go under and do all the stuff and they do the scope and then they uh, they tell me, oh, it wasn't off the bone as much as we thought. I was like, okay. So we just scraped it a little. <laughs> like, oh, but it still hurts. Though. <laughs> well, there's, like, was there some peanut butter in there? Yeah, it's it just weird, right? So then I, um, so then I went and they gave me all this physio exercise, all these physio exercises. They did nothing, 
and then um, I sort of went. In, I started yoga. That's when I started doing yoga, and that sort of helped get it better. And then lately, you know, discovering some of the stuff that we've worked on recently. So you have a staple. No, I don't. So they didn't oh. staple. They oh. didn't staple. They they just ended up scraping. Oh, it. so maybe okay, maybe the scraping is like a way of cleaning the bone or kind yeah, of there were fragments in there that were causing right. problems. But they um so the so so then I went back. I did all this physio forever, like a year later. I was I was setting in tournaments. So I did become a, I, I was setting in tournaments. You guys can probably still see the remnants of my yeah hands, yeah right? absolutely we can. <laughs> absolute yeah. nectar yeah you, I just yeah, yeah. We, it's the thuddy sound uh-huh. it's it's uh-huh. the thuddy sound I'm most proud of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> 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 it's good because I don't have to call anything. The setters just know by the sound. <laughs> What's happening, right? Yeah, the speed of the thud. <laughs> but anyway, so I set, so I set for a little while there, and I remember, I remember, I was playing this big tournament, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll just set. I'll have the self-control. Ball gets shanked. Call help. Someone sets me, and I'm like, yeah, what the hell? I go up, go to swing. I'm like. Mm. Oh my god, shoulder just killed, and then just how sh- how long after surgery was that? Ah, uh, that was like almost, I'd say seven or eight months. Because I remember it took a while. It was like you you was injured it. You didn't get surgery right away either, right? And then no. and then it was like years you later. You probably saw me after surgery when I. Yeah, it took yeah. a while for but me I, to get back. But I think back. I remember when you finally said your shoulder felt better, and it was like you said you were doing yoga and yes. all this other stuff. Yeah, and I wish I knew that before because I yeah. went straight to the yoga. You're probably lucky you didn't get a staple. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think that all the time. I'm assuming yeah. it would have been like titanium or something. 100. percent Yeah, I get tackled at the airport, especially a brown guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too political, <laughs> but ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, staple. Sure, it's a staple. Come with me. <laughs> Rubber glove. Me? <laughs> Can't you take me out to dinner? <laughs> anyway, we're way off topic. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so I th- so but that started that that started because Veach oh yeah, started that theory topic. that tall players get injured, and we just uh, proved that uh, he's wrong. And uh, I posed the question. <laughs> he did. He, he it was a uh, it was a racist question. That's like me saying no. I won't. It, say made, it. <laughs> <laughs> it made us go into we differences between tall, tall and short. Mm-hmm. So no, it is a good point. I don't yeah. think a coach would use it though as selection criteria. That that'd be horrible if they tried. <laughs> Imagine a coach. <laughs> All right, I have a theory about uh, <laughs> players, and uh, we're not going to take them if they're. You must be this tall <laughs> to, to not be on the team. Um, I think a, a a wise thing to do would be choose players based on sound based on sound based on sound completely they turn their backs or they go out of the out of the room just listen by by audio to what the, s- the players make what sounds the players make so are they grunting actually are they that's slamming? funny because there are players that are very annoying sounding there are yeah I hate players that <laughs> like scream things in rallies and call yeah. for the ball. I hate that when players call for the ball. So you know there are coaches that teach. Oh, you're players. not you're not talking about the players that make noise when they hit. You're talking about. Oh no, making sounds when you hit is okay, it depending if it's like over the top. And players should still call for the ball. Well, so mm-hmm. so when they're taught, the problem with that is that when they're taught to call for the ball, mm-hmm. it's a nightmare. So when coaches are telling players. 
call for the ball. And then they're like, right here, right here on the whole team. And the center's like, oh. it, it definitely shouldn't be <laughs> an the annoying center, thing. But you know what else, too? Like young, when you teach young players to do that, you know who the setter sets? The loudest player every time. It's so annoying because they're young, right? And, you know, you, a setter is already, you know, has to be very decisive. So, but when they're in young and insecure and they have, uh, like, the loudest player right here or the best player, right? And then the setter just gives it to them all. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's <laughs> not good. But, yeah, you were saying about the grunting. Mm-hmm. Just a, a, a total uh, selection based <laughs> on sound. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> so Serena Williams wouldn't have made your tennis team? is that? Oh, my gosh, she would. Yeah. Oh, so you want the sound. Mm, yeah, yeah, Meech was mm. Meech was big into the grunting sound. You like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I I I grew up with the influence of Joel Despaña. Oh, uh, Despaña for Cuba. Oh my mm. gosh, big I hitter. Cuban big hitter. hitter. Um, Damn. If you get a chance, uh, uh, viewer, um, <laughs> take a look at Joel Despaña. Is this like on Marshall? Marshall. On uh, uh, was an outside hitter for Spain. Oh, okay. What are you saying? I thought uh, you guys. I thought Cuba. you said Cuba. Yeah. Cuba. Cuba. Yes. Yeah. So what's his, what's his name? Marshall? Marshall? The big guy in the middle? No, the guy was 50 now. Oh. This is, uh, the middle? Cuba. No, no. He he played on the Cuban national team. Was it, it was his last name, Marshall. But he's like, he's 50 now. He's still playing pro in like some league or whatever. But oh, uh, yeah. He must have played I was just wondering if this is the same era. Could be. Yeah, because Despagne would probably be about 50 now, wouldn't he? Or is he older, maybe? I don't remember them playing together. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I He's do. He's a captain. I forget his mm-hmm. name, but okay. But uh, it'd be easy to find. Yeah, yeah. Mm. If we were allowed our phones. Yes, but we're not allowed <laughs> our phones. <laughs> yeah. It's not my rule. It's the <laughs> internet. It's the static. And the anyway, um, <laughs> I think we're off topic again. Um, yeah, Despania loud and Meech likes to grunt because uh, Despania did. Now I have a big question for you. Speaking of blast from the past, uh, best player of all time. We talked about him in our first episode. Karch Kirai. Mm. Karch Kirai. Yeah, uh, American bring him hitter, etc. This man is six foot two, has a forty-five inch vertical. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally regarded, I don't think it's even disputed that he's the best volleyball player of all time. The question is, in these, in this era, if young Karch Karai was coming up as a six foot two outside hitter in the United States of America today, and would he be selected for specialty programs? Would he be selected? Or post second, or would he be made a libero because he's also one of the best passers of all time? He was also a setter, a great setter. Uh, That's he actually played setter indoor. He shared some just almost said. Did he really? He shared uh, setting duties with uh, Sinjin Smith, I believe, in their in their first year at uh, uh, post second. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's why he's such a great setter on the beach too, right? So he had setting background. But he was also a great passer. So in this day and age, though, would would he be? Uh, I don't want to say relegated because liberos are a great uh, position, important position. But would he be made a libero as a junior? Like think about be when he's young, coming up. I think we can probably agree that the likeliness that he would be made a libero is increased. Yeah. Since then, I don't know because if the coaching philosophy, percent, yeah, if yeah. the coaching philosophy, like. How I mean, he was so oh. devastating as a hitter. So Karch Karai, everybody, if you're a young player or a parent who wants to watch, you know, the ultimate, mm. go look up some Karch Karai beach volleyball highlights and indoor highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. 1984 and 1988 Olympic team. He was the captain of the 88 team, not the captain of the 84 team, right? Or was he captain of both? No, Chris Marlowe was 84, right, captain? 
No, I think he was much earlier than that. Oh, so Marlowe was captain of 80? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, when Karch was a rookie, I think Marlowe was captain. So for 84 and 88, Karch was the captain. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, You're right. Um, But anyway, so if you go look up those highlights and you'll watch Karch Karai and you'll just see a devastating outside hitter, super high jumper. But again, I think that in our area, in our part of the world, I don't think there's a way he gets on any of the, the... you know, regional teams. I mean, maybe regional, but not provincial, not national, junior, national. I don't think so. Not as a hitter. Not as a hitter. Mm. I wouldn't say no way. <laughs> you wouldn't say no, but me. Yeah, I like wouldn't honestly, say no way. But honestly, so I, I'll tell you right now. The reason why I'm saying this is because I've had coaches, varsity yeah. coaches, tell me that they have like amazing six foot two hitters or six foot three hitters outside, and the coaches won't even look at them because they want tall. Do you think the uh, one of the factors um, is because there's more interest in the sport now th- than there was then? So you you have a greater population, you have a bigger population to pull from. Um, I don't know if that. Well, I'm, what I'm I'm not saying that he like I he still be. Uh, so what I'm saying is that it doesn't matter if he's the most dominant player on every court he walks on, he still would be labeled. Yeah. something else like i told you I but I that, like i'm seeing it every day in the, in the yeah. club world too and i'm sure parents listening to this are and, ma- and coaches too are seeing it too there are there are players that are just yeah. devastating but they will not get a sniff unless the coach is someone who either played high level like i for instance we t- i keep talking about the camp that my daughters went to a post-secondary camp where the coach high yeah. level assistant coach uh, national team player and they don't care about that they don't mm. care about height they want the best players uh, but there's a whole other side of the national team programs uh, that are increasingly, you know, in the offices of the national teams, the mandates, the, the directors, they're saying this is the height minimum. And then those national teams get reamed on TV because they can't pass and they're not agile enough to handle the fiery serves. They can't dig up a ball. Yeah. And then you get teams like Japan destroying tall countries, 3-1 or 3-0, that thing. You know what I mean? And they're, they're young, so watch, watch out yeah. for Japan. Uh, they'll they'll actually be it'll be interesting if Japan has great success at the next Olympics in a copycat world right where n- everybody just copies what's working yeah I, I'll bet you any money there might be a shift to some smaller players maybe if they if they medal or win it which they they could you know they're they're a very young team that that could change a lot in yeah. terms of viewpoints of uh, you know other countries copying because that it was the European success the Dutch and the Italians were very tall teams back in the yeah. in the late 90s that sort of sparked a lot of the I think the tall right especially Zorn. if they become top four um, yeah yeah then they're they're definitely gonna ha- say uh, have players and and coaches looking at uh, maybe we should design our thinking in a different way i think nishida is doing a lot for that again if parents if you want to go watch some really impressive motivation for your smaller hitters go take a look at nishida and the setter uh sakito sakita 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 he's five foot they mm. say five nine yeah. but there's no way he's five nine he's got to be five eight anyway he's, he's a starting setter on the men's national team and he blocks everybody he's in the air longer <laughs> but he somehow lands. Yeah. Because that argument I don't he like. Gets aces. He gets aces. Mm. He sets. He blocks. And uh, if you have a smaller player, that look up Team Japan, the men's Oli- Olympic, yeah. the men's national team. Um, to I think we should address that topic or come back to that topic of in the air too long. Because uh, one thing that I wanted to say was that a lot of coaches use that as an excuse not to take the short player because the player's in the air too long and therefore they don't can't land and get up as fast. I think the answer to that or the counterpoint to that is that 
the 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 more agile player or the more coordinated player and we're we again don't want to make the assumption that tall players aren't i'm just saying mm. that the likelihood of a shorter player yes they'll be in the air a split second longer but once they hit the ground they're able to do more quicker more quickly in theory so you know the pa- or the def- what if the defender digs better right what if the the player who lands can actually jump higher the second time than than the tall player right but uh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, th- there's a little more agility or choice, safer landing. The, the only relevance I think that that argument <laughs> is relevant in, sorry, is, you know, two two blockers, one's six eight, one's six foot. Equally athletic, right? Middle blockers is the only time I think it's relevant. The middle blocker can commit on like a 70, 80% pop-up, for the quick, yep. s- smart setter doesn't set the quick, set, dishes it outside. That middle will land a f- the six foot eight middle will land a fraction of a second sooner. Again, if their athleticism and, ing- and agility is is on par with the the six foot middle, they might land oh, and get outside to the pin. I'm not saying that. I think middle should always be tall. Oh, okay. Sorry. 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 Yeah. No. Well, no. I I'm not in favor of small, small middle personally. I think a middle okay. always has to be tall. I'm thinking more of the old school days. So I'm talking the outside hitters. Well, yeah. So the, I mean, being in the air longer, th- I think that only the 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 again the only relevant argument is for that I- in the middle because you have to. It's it it's definitely an advantage to you commit with your middle and then they don't get the ball. You land. You get outside and then you'll you'll get that double block mm-hmm. up right. I think sometimes they worry about the quick dig in the backcourt and then the players still landing and that you know that happens to a lot of players i'll yeah. make that joke i used to make that joke about myself about yeah but times that's not <laughs> that's not a good i mean i i get it. it a dig is better than no dig at all but like that's not a good dig if it gets fired off and directly i mean no. but it's still better than no dig yeah so or what about maybe what ab- yeah maybe but what um, about the what about the block that the block touch that goes up in the air and then that player has to wait till they land, then jump up, or versus the tall player who's like, Oop, spring right up, just snap it down. Mm-hmm. That's sort of, I think, another play they might be thinking of coaching. Yeah, but but again, like you're seeing, uh, we're we're sounds like we're seeing that smaller players are more dynamic players, and so if that if that is a thing, and it goes off the block and it's coming right back up on their hand uh, on their head. They can go up, make it look like they're going to bounce it, and then all of a sudden set their middle. Right. right? Like we've seen more options, Nishida more and Ishikawa yes. do that. We've yep. seen Miles Partain do that on yep. the beach. Yep. He's only 6'1", Yes, I think. Yep. Six he's a small or guy. He's yeah. six foot, six one or six. He's small. Um, incredibly dynamic. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think that has uh, a leg to stand on. Yeah, I agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate as to what they would say. Right, right. Uh, I think too that the smaller player in that scenario of like a, a touch a block balls up in the air i think they would be more likely to like even like <laughs> depending on how high it goes get a backswing and a proper takeoff versus a just a stand-up quick jump you know what yeah I mean? mm-hmm. little players can be a little more agile that way yeah, i don't buy that in the air too long garbage i mean isn't that the best <laughs> is that what you want you want that's like that's what do you tell, yeah, you, do yeah. you tell your middles not to jump high if they can like um yeah. hey don't jump so high <laughs> it's like we <laughs> talked about if you could serve it way further remember don't serve so close to the tape please um yeah meach you're gonna say anything nope <laughs> sorry i thought you were maybe it was just a fart maybe just a sound one of those grunts that meach loves over there um cuban one of those cuban grunts um okay um so i think the there's a problem uh in the game i i think that 
I think that if coaches, I mean, here's the other thing too. Like you're, if you are going to make a player a libero, there's only one or two spots on the team. Uh, and if they're getting taller as well, uh, again, there's a lot of athletic people leaving the game. Should we, so is the libero the worst thing that ever happened to the short player in volleyball? No, I don't think the libero is a, is a bad thing. No? It, it, like, as it pertains to this argument, what I mean is, has it given every coach a little box so whenever they see a short player, they go, oh, libero. They don't even care how they play. I think I think the problem with libero is in the development stages of volleyball, for sure. Mm-hmm. When you're taking those reps away from that person, who that kid who's playing middle, even though you don't know if they're going to be best suited as a middle. Oh, but that, that's not going to not gonna be the middle. That's the next show topic. Oh, right, right. Right, right but it still applies because you, you always bring it back to you. You're taking you you could be taking reps away from that middle or um oh, what was my the other thing I was going to say is um when the outside hitter they don't get hitting reps anymore because they're made libero. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, that too. I yes. think you're going to say that. Yeah. Sure. Oh. <laughs> That's what I want you to say. What was I going to say? Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I think libero's position is a equally justified position, but I think yeah, you might see some problems with it. Yeah, I like d- when when should you when should you start to use a libero? Well, they th- so there are mandates in certain areas, so they don't allow libero, they don't allow specialization of position sometimes till age fifteen or you know sixteen. Well, that's in good. Some yeah, that's yeah. good. I agree with that. Um, a lot of a lot of coaches hate that, and then they you should get a taste of it before varsity should you not yeah 100 percent, 100 the problem is like we said is that you know if you lock someone in to some position like you you know we're talking we'll talk about this later too specialty positions and what it how it's middles are not really middles and mm-hmm. they're made to play middle and then they never get to pass and then they go to some post-secondary place and they're told that they um they're an outside hitter all of a sudden and <laughs> they get don't make the team because they've never passed club mm-hmm. that's a big problem and i think equally the other problem is that uh, it's too easy once they created the libero position to say to players, uh, "I don't care if you're cranking it outside. Uh, you're you're a libero." I think hmm. I think the libero made it took it took like potentially two short players on the court, and just made it one short player, and that's all you get. And now you're having bad passing teams that are like taller. Uh, not that that that's the only. Like, I'm not saying that tall players can't pass, but. Generally speaking, it's physi- physiologically much more difficult for a tall player to get down to their feet because of the distance, right? I think that's fair to say. Short players can get to the ground faster, get down low faster. Um, so, you know, you, you take all the short players out of the equation and just you give them one or, th- one or two of them as a libero, backup libero, and then you don't have anybody swing in that's short. And then in a game situation those tall outside hitters are now your passers and you're wondering why your team can't pass yeah. or they can't dig or they can't do defense, you know? So uh, that's why I meant by is the libero a bad thing. Not that we want to get rid of it, but and now it's funny because, you know, in the States now, liberos are serving in the United States, not, not yeah, in the rest yeah. of the world, but in the United States, liberos can now serve. So, man, I mean, that'll get into that middle show. Like, yeah. Man, the middles are, what can a middle do now? rotate through the front row <laughs> pretty soon they're like you know what liberos can block <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll just be the middle again <laughs> liberos can set yeah, yeah yeah 
So if you're if, if you're going if you're being scouted or whatever, and they're like, okay, you're gonna play libero, you can just be like, no, I'm gonna like screw you guys. I'll go to a different school. Yeah, it, it's it, not like they're condemned to it. But they're so like they like limited you know, options. Yeah, have limited options. Pick one of them. And you know, and if, if they all still want to play the sport, then and if they have the same mindset, because like we said, part of the why we're doing this too is to counteract that you know some of these videos talk about this stuff you go on youtube and you find videos where like oh if you're this height then you should be a libero and you can't you know or coaching videos were like uh th- that encouraged tall players to uh be your outside hitters only right yeah i think i think there's a real i think the real so the the crux of this matter like now that we're like you know an hour and a half in <laughs> let's wake up hey wake up wake up everybody <laughs> listen um uh the crux is that there are kids that are not getting to play the position they should be playing because of their they're being prejudged and labeled, right? Should or yeah, potentially they should. The exposure should stay. I don't know it's just not fair, is. right? It's just not. It's just yeah. like, like anything that's based on the exterior. Keep, like the, d- keep the doors open as long. Yeah, as you can, I guess, if it, it, it you're prejudging players, yeah, and you're not. Um, Again, and they're just copying each other, right? Like, okay, well, that team takes all the tall. Well, that coach takes all the tall, so I'll just take the tall. Remember to the point, like I said, about my yeah. my, my friend who uh, was an opposing player and uh, one of the best short hitters I've ever played against. Like, I think, well, honestly. <laughs> and he didn't even like well, the short players. That's that whole group, <laughs> group think, right? It is. It's like, oh, they're doing it, they're doing it. And it's just like, it goes on and on yeah, and on. Yeah, everybody starts drinking the same Kool-Aid. Yeah. And uh, I said to him, like, I said, like, you're, you've are you been in the system too long, man. Because you're just sitting yeah, in these yeah. meetings and you're, you're buying into stuff that goes against your own experience as a player. Like, so man, I, I, again, I literally said to him, so you wouldn't even make your own team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not knocking the tall players. No, like, that's important. And we're doing we are like, doing a whole other show on the plight of tall yeah, players. But we I think the same the issue it's the it. same issue behind it is that they're all being pigeonholed. Yeah. Right? Like they're all being yeah. stereotyped. Whether it's a tall player or a short player, they're all being stereotyped. They're not being judged for the content of their skill or how they play, right? Hmm. They're being judged based on how they look. Which is like horrible, right? Right. And the the thing is for young players is to don't allow yourself to be pigeonholed. Don't allow yourself to think, oh, this is my position. I can't do anything else mm-hmm. because it's it's not yeah. the case. Yep. And it's not based on your size. It's based on your will and based on what you want to accomplish in the sport. That's a great point. Yeah, fight through. There is like I, I did say this. Uh, we did make a post about this. There's real advantage sometimes in being overlooked, right? Yeah, enjoy the opportunity to possibly be that libero, but then yeah. also like it's like, hey, next year you're gonna play right side. Be mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, okay, let's go. Yeah, you know, like that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, or like the problem I think too is that players are getting cut, like they're not even getting to play libero. Yeah. <laughs> so that don't forget that that's, that's the problem is that you that's might be a, you yeah. might be a really good player. And you're going to get cut, and then it's hard to keep up the skill. But you can. You can do it. And what's the answer, guys? Right? Uh, we're we're kind of this is going to ca- uh, go into the tall show, this show. What's the answer for players who get neglected indoors? <laughs> I gave you the answer. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> what is the answer, Meech? Meech still doesn't know. Look, uh. Meech still doesn't know what happened. He's <laughs> he doesn't know. <laughs> No, no, please, I, I don't know. Okay, so, so the answer, Eric, <laughs> what's the answer? This is play beach. Play beach. Well, it's, how not, did you the, know it's how not the answer, it's what he wants to hear. How did you know? Well, it is the answer. 
Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Mister. Uh, yeah, yeah. Change my mind. You don't think you don't think. No, no, I, I, yeah, I agree. Oh, you agree. I agree. You agree, but you, you agree what? You just directed that question <laughs> yes. to what you wanted. So, to Eric, meets the hint was when I said, um, the if you're getting neglected <laughs> indoors, mm-hmm. and you still Where didn't, you, you still didn't, you still didn't ultimate frisbee. <laughs> so when I step on your foot <laughs> and say beach, I want you to say <laughs> beach, okay? So where can a player go, Meach? Mm-hmm. What? Happens. I love how <laughs> <laughs> he coerces no people to say what, what? he wants. No Eric, stop interrupting Amici. I can't <laughs> hear Amici. Yes? Sorry. Yes, what Amici. If there's no beach available. Mm. Uh, okay. Well. Yeah, what if you're in... Well, every... There's lakes. You can have... Lake ball. <laughs> we have a... We, we play on a lake beach. Yes. What if, what if you're in Iceland? What if you're in Iceland? Preference is to play on the beach, not in the. Or lake. what if what if you're in a place like Norway? I mean, they could never be good at beach volleyball. <laughs> 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 We're laughing because the best team in the world yes. right now is from Norway. That's why Zuby's joke is funny. Two of them. Two of them. There's another. There's another Norway team. team. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought you, I thought you meant there's two players on each. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but sorry. So the idea was I was getting at is that. Um, you know, this is why I think the growth, we're going to talk about this in the show, but why is Bo- Beach growing or exploding in growth? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is because of uh, to get away from that world of bias um, where middles can't pass, but now they can on the beach, uh, and short players can't hit, but now they can on the beach. Um, so I think I think there's a lot to be said for, for why that's happening and why Beach is growing so much because I think people love to get – I mean, that's why a lot of people went in the first place or – even our generation, people love the idea of getting away it's from the all freedom. the, the craziness yeah. of indoor and the structure of it and the coaching. It's awesome. The environment's awesome. You're on a, like you're on a beach. Yeah. yeah. And like you're uh, shirtless. And you only have to find well, one more person to play with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. Yeah, you just have true. to find one play, And then you don't get subbed off. You don't get, you know, this isn't a commercial for beach. But but <laughs> okay. I just invested in beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> I have huge stock in beach volleyball. Yes, yeah, and Budweiser. <laughs> no, just that it's funny. Budweiser is something you can really invest in. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, the funny part was that I was saying <laughs> you can invest in beach. <laughs> you can't invest in beach volleyball. Yes, you can. I mean, one company. How or many two jokes? Maybe. How many of your own jokes have you had to explain? I don't know, <laughs> but it's getting problematic. <laughs> I, I think, think we should. Bad. I think I'm just gonna go. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go. I'm too short for the show. <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks for uh, joining us in the final episode of Volleyballology. We just decided, <laughs> we just decided like uh, we're gonna break yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm like John Lennon, Eric's like Paul McCartney, and I guess uh, that would make Amici uh, Yoko. Yoko. Too obvious. The whole world. I could have said Ringo. Our viewer knew. <laughs> the whole. <laughs> <laughs> Our viewer. Oh, Meech. Thank you, viewer. He just. I know you support joke. me. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> loves Michi's sexy voice. Michi, give us some sexy voice before we go. Mm, if you want to hear the smooth, cool sounds of volleyballology, tune in to the next episode that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Meech used to be a jazz DJ. Mm. <laughs> Not a true story. Yes, oh, okay. Uh, oh, by the way, hey, uh, viewer comments. Mm-hmm. Like, so Eric, one of Eric's friends, uh, mentioned that my voice is very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we think it. I shouldn't have passed that so on. So maybe, maybe I don't know. I think I think the tr- I think what your friend meant was sexy. Wow. So let's maybe the maybe the 
Maybe the viewers can help us decide <laughs> um, <laughs> which voice is the sexiest. Not sexiest, but best. Well, that viewer can decide. <laughs> yeah, we only have one but viewer. We I think all know. I sound better when I'm sick, so I'm going to have to go like... You said that, but I don't think so. Yeah, that's yeah true. I'm going to go get people to sneeze on me. Oh, Eric's doing that thing all again all where, we, where we tell Eric how sexy he sounds all the time. Uh-huh. Mm. Hey. <laughs> no, hey. <it's> <laughs> no, but <laughs> I, think that I think we definitely know that we have three viewers. Yeah. Guaranteed, right? Yeah. Although Meech doesn't really watch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. It could be. Okay, let's wrap this up. This is annoying. So the bottom line is, if we were to sum it all up, um, take the best players and let, uh, I think that uh, if a player is a, a, a good hitter, a devastating hitter, outside hitter, and they're short, mm-hmm. at least let them get on the team that and, and try that role. Because if you take a year out of that kid's development at that position, it's very difficult to get back. And unless they're playing beach. And then no one is getting shortchanged. Not the coach, not the team. Was that? A bowl? You didn't even mean to. You didn't even mean to shortchange. <laughs> I think Meats just named this episode. Shortchange. No, no, we don't know. But uh. Uh, no, that was great. Don't Meech. tell. <laughs> and Eric, anything to add at the end before we uh, sign off here? Um, well, I think, you know. You don't have to say anything, oh, just so you know. I was going to say, like, liberos are kind of crazy, right? So you don't want to be a libero. <laughs> Okay, we are doing a libero show. We are doing a libero show. Uh, <laughs> that's like the old hockey goalie argument, right? Hockey goalies are crazy. Uh, they're not. But anyway, uh, all right, guys. So thanks again for uh, watching and listening. We always appreciate you guys. And uh, you know, if you have any uh, anything to add, feel free to comment and let us know what you think about this. But uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And I think next week's show is going to be the plight of the tall player. It has to be right. Yeah. Because they have a whole different set of issues. I should know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you guys. Take care. Good job. See ya. Liberos are crazy, though. What's the big idea?